Good morning. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Chukas, Tavshin Pei Beis in Israel. We're continuing the Shir Nikut Halachas, Yoradeya Chelik Aleph, Hilchas Hechsher Kalim, Halacha Dalid. We're in middle of paragraph Chaf Dalid. We're about halfway through the paragraph. We're, we were in the middle of a discussion with the Satan. It started off with the Satan questioning Hashem regarding where the Torah is, and Hashem sent him to Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu sent him on a goose chase. Before we begin, we dedicate the learning today, Le'ilu Nishmas, Miriam Esther Bas Yosef Zundel Halevi, whose yard site is tomorrow, on the 3rd of Tammuz, and also Le'ilu Nishmas Tuvia Barab Yisrael Yitzchak, Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Basi Tamar, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chavifa Chana Basgalia, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Shlemanisim Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Soregitl Baschana Liba, Hinda Chasa Baschana, Miriam Esther Basoregitl, Soralea Baschava Liba, Shimon Zvulan Ben Soralea, Avigail Brocha Bashira Dvoira, Shira Dvoira Bas Miriam, Yosef Avram Eliezer Isim Ben Pesia, Jonas Ben Hilda, Leia Basreina, Mazel Batsahava, Rus Alexandra Esther Chaya Basluna Patricia, Yehuda Ben Soramaya, Chaim Ben Rachel, Chana Badas Bas Hadasa Shengel, Mindel Bas Miriam, Nisim Ben Rivka, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Tuvietzi Ben Chaya Liza, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Ami Ben Chai Ben Yehudis Gila, Besorch Shar Choyle Yisrael. Okay, we're continuing from where we left off, yes, in the previous year, whereby Moshe Rabbeinu had sent the Satan to the sea. And the sea said, no, the Torah is not here. Go back to Moshe Rabbeinu. Miyad chotar ha-Satan So the Satan returned to Moshe Rabbeinu and asked him another time, Heichan Torah, where is the Torah? Me'achar shahayom omar loy bihis, because the, the sea told me it's not there. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, it's in the Tohoim, it's in the depths of the earth. Hainu, Rav Zal explains, Hainu Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to save himself, to protect himself from the attack, from the Kitrug, from the prosecution of the Satan. The Heishev Loi, and therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu responded to the Sotan, What are you getting upset about? Why do you have to get all sh- shaken up about the fact that the sea said that the Torah is not inside of me? He came. It's true. It is true. That even a Jew who's willing to sacrifice their life meaning they're willing to go into the sea. That person also is not yet guaranteed that they'll be to understand the Torah completely and properly. Unless that person is also willing to go down into the depths Mamish. 
because there are certain paths of the Torah. There's, there are certain things that a person needs to understand about the Torah, which they will not be able to achieve unless they're able to go down into the deepest depths. Miyad So immediately the Satan ran to the Tahoim, the Shaloisa, and asked the Tahoim, Hechon Torah, where's the Torah? Because the Satan wanted to again attack those people who go who try to go down to the Tohimois, who try to go down to great depth for the sake of the Torah. Please just follow along. If it's not clear as we're going along, it's going to come clear when we finish the whole discussion. So the Tohim responded, the Torah is not here, not, not by me. So now the Sotan returned to Moshe Rabbeinu and, and said, where is it? So Moshe Rabbeinu said to the, the Sotan now, the Torah is by Hashem. And now Rabbi Nelson Zal wraps up the whole discussion. Now Moshe Rabbeinu was revealing and expressing to the Satan what he really meant. This that he, his first response to the Satan, that the Torah is by the sea, and the Torah is in the, by the Tohoim in the depths of the earth. That Moshe Rabbeinu's intention were not what the Satan misinterpreted. The Sovar and thought that Moshe Rabbeinu's response was literal. That the Torah is inside the sea or it's inside the depths of the earth. That wasn't what Moshe Rabbeinu meant. Ki ikar kavanosoi. What Moshe Rabbeinu's real intent was, although I, Moshe Rabbeinu, already received the Torah from Hashem at Mount Sinai, and I gave it, and I and the Jewish people got it, adayin gam ato ha-Torah The Torah is still in Hashem's hands, meaning, there's no one who really understands the inner meanings of the Torah and the paths of the Torah, and how to be able to get the world to really fulfill the Torah, other than Hashem himself. Hashem is the only one who really, really understands the Torah completely and understands all of its ways and knows how it's possible to convince human beings to fulfill the Torah. As it says in the Pasuk, Hashem understands the paths of the Torah. However, this that Moshe Rabbeinu said to the Satan that the Torah is in the sea or the Torah is in the depths of the earth, Kavanosoi, what he really meant by that was, 
שאי אפשר לבוא לבחינת קבולת התוירו באמס בכל אייס, כי אם מי שסויבל יגיעויס עצומויס. What Moshe Rabbeinu meant was that it's impossible for Jews, for people throughout the generations, to be able to really receive the Torah properly unless the person is willing and prepared to, to struggle. Yegiyoiz atzumoiz, major, major struggle. Umeshaber meniyoiz gedoyoiz. And the person is prepared to overcome major obstacles. Kemoi yorde hayam. Like people who go into the sea, who want to cross the sea, they have to be prepared for all of the, the whole variety of difficulties that a person encounters at sea, at sea. Boiling hot weather, sometimes freezing cold weather, stormy weather, calm, that the sea is calm and the sails don't pick up any wind. All the different, all the different variety of obstacles that a person has to be prepared to deal with in order to to. to cross the sea, and yorde letoi chatohi mamish, and also the people who want to go down to the deepest, deepest depths. Yalkein, and therefore, ein lechola katre galzeh. Moish Rabbeinu is telling the Sultan, you don't have to complain, you don't have to prosecute, you don't have to battle so hard. Ki nishe shovar menioiz kreila, because those few individuals who have overcome all of these obstacles, that person deserves to receive the Torah. They deserve to succeed completely in the study of Torah and fulfillment of the Torah. You don't have to fight them. And this is what the Pasuk means when it says, <coughs> that it's not as if a person will make some kind of a payment, pay some cash, and they'll get it. Because a person cannot acquire the Torah with a lot of money. Rock, the only way is, avadoin umoves, omru. They said it requires avadoin, a person who's willing to, to commit suicide, to kill themselves for the Torah. With our ears, we heard the calling. We heard, we heard. Those people who are prepared to kill themselves for Torah. They said, We heard with our ears. We heard the calling. Meaning, that a person who really is prepared to struggle and put in the effort, all the effort that it takes to find the right rabbis and to come close to them and to be able to receive Torah from them, by such a person, the Torah will become permanently established by them. They'll get it, number one, they'll get the true proper understanding of Torah and they'll be to be taught how to really fulfill the Torah, even during difficult times, even during our generations. Hainu, what this means is, she'ikar kabolas ha-toiro v'kiyuma hi b'mi she'nemis u'ma'abed atzmo The real receiving and acceptance of the Torah 
is only by those who are prepared to kill themselves for it. Lisboil yegiyos atzumos, to weather major, major, to endure major struggles, ulashaber kol hamaniyos, and to overcome all of the obstacles, al yedei toikif horotzoim v'hacheshek, through the intense, powerful desire that the person has, the willpower that I want to get to the true, I want to come close to Hashem. I want to get the true understanding of the Torah. I want to get, to, I want to be zechut to really fulfill the Torah properly. And this was what Moshe Rabbeinu meant when he said, that the Torah is by the is is in the sea, in the ocean, and it's in the depths. He didn't mean that a person has to physically go into the ocean, deep sea diving, or, or go into the depths to retrieve the Torah from there. But rather he meant that the person needs to understand that this is not easy street. This is not something simple and easy and convenient and comfortable, but rather a person's gonna need incredible, powerful desire and willpower to be able to get to the truth, to be able to get to real success in Torah and in Yiddishkeit. That the person has to really be willing and prepared to endure Mesiras Nefesh, to die for the Torah. And it, again, this doesn't mean literally or physically. When a person is in, insulted and embarrassed, that's like dying. That's, sometimes that's worse than death. When people make fun of someone for being religious or for, for being a chassid or for being a breastlifter, etc. Even to go into the, into the sea, and, and to go into the depths for the sake of the Torah. However, the moment a person shows that they're really willing, they're 100% willing and ready to do that, Hashem helps that person be able to receive the Torah immediately, to make an immediate connection. Because through that willpower, that strong, super real desire, the person crashes through all of the obstacles, and there's to receive the Torah properly. Any questions, please? Good morning, Rav Nossam. On the one hand, we say the Torah is not in Shemaim, it's in your mouth, it's in your heart, it's super accessible. On the other hand, there are these massive um, barriers to entry, it seems. And it, it sort of makes, makes it less accessible um, unless a person is living this in a, in a pathway. How, how is it so accessible? You, you're preempting us by a few lines. The next paragraph literally begins with that quote that you said that the Torah is not in Shamayim, it's not across the sea. Let's, let's get through that paragraph <clears throat> completely, and then I'll go back and address your question, because both are true. 
what Ramos is al said, a person has to be prepared and willing to kill themselves to die. He didn't say the person has to kill themselves or die. If a person gets to that level where they're really willing, and sometimes they will endure some insults, some difficulties, et cetera, et cetera, the person gets to these, the person gets to succeed, you know. So that both, and on one hand, it's true. Befiha, what what is what is Rabbeinazal asking? Rabbeinazal says his spite of this, talk to Hashem. How difficult is that? You know, he's not telling you climb, go, go, go mountain climbing. He's not telling you to, to chop off your hand, your finger, like Bar Kochva thought you have to do with one, you know. There's a lot, he's not telling you what the gurus say. You have to fast for 360 days and not speak for, for 12, 12 years, you know, to become spiritual. All the day. If you if you want to, if a person wants to look honestly at the path that the tzaddikim give us. It's it's not it's not a person doesn't have to kill themselves, but a person has to be willing. A person has to be ready to do whatever it takes. That kind of thing, whatever it takes, that kind of thing, and to sometimes endure some difficulties, some struggles, some disappointments, some etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Rabbi Nezal said on one hand when he was speaking about Olam Hazeh, when he was speaking about the future world and this world, he said the future world we believe in. Oilam Hazel, where is it? I haven't seen it. Meaning, implying I'm living in this world, and this world is wall-to-wall suffering. That's one way of describing life in this world, that it is tortuous in certain in many ways. But in other ways, in other ways, Hashem, what how difficult is it to buy a pair to wear tzitzis? How difficult is it to put on tefillin for, you know, certain things that are billion-dollar successes? And, and we see that in the Olam Agashmi, a person wants to achieve success, how far they travel. People travel across the world to distant countries to try to find merchandise that they might be able to sell. And, you know, and, and when it comes to Ruchni, as a person who walks to shul, they walk three blocks from their house to shul and, you know, and, and major success, major, major, you know. But let's see this next paragraph, which is going to address this also. And this is what the Torah says, The Torah is not up in heaven, so that a person will say, in order to access the Torah, I have to build a tower, I have to build a ladder, and I have to climb, and I have to buy a spaceship and go up there to get it. And the Torah is not across the ocean. Lamar, that a person says, who's capable of crossing the ocean? Rashi, as Rashi Kodesh points out on that Pasuk, if the Torah were still up in heaven, you would have had to go and climb and go up there to get it. And if the Torah was across the ocean, you, every single Jew, would be required to swim, do whatever you have to do, across the ocean to get it. That's not the case. The truth is, Yiddishkeit, religion, closeness to Hashem, is something very close to us. All you need is a mouth and a heart. 
It's within your mouth and heart exists the capability to make it happen. What does that mean? The most important qualifications, the most important things that a person needs for this success is strong desire in the heart, but real, real desire to really mean it. Like when a kid wants something and a kid says, daddy, can I have a bicycle? And daddy says, no, the kid doesn't walk away. He doesn't say, okay, I guess I can't have it. The kid knows. No doesn't mean no. No means I didn't, I didn't tighten the screws. I didn't raise the intensity. So that's the Ratzon Shebelev Ubepiv. And it's not enough to want it, to be a cardiac Jew, to have that Ratzon heart. You have to verbalize, you have to put it into words. You have to express it. Kaveil Hashem, Zakyam Tzvera, Kaveil Hashem. A person must express those desires, that yearning verbally with your mouth in order to be able to take it from potential into actualization. And as soon as a person gets to that place, where they really are willing to do whatever it takes and to give whatever it takes, even prepared to give up my life, to, to jump up to heaven, and to dive into the sea, for the sake of Torah, the person will immediately make that connection. They'll be zeichet to connect to the Torah. Ki ein ha-kodesh baruchu bo Because the Gemara says in the beginning of Avodah Zorah, Hashem is not looking for us to fail. He's not setting us up for failure. He wants us to succeed. Ve ein ha-kodesh baruchu sholeach lahoda meniyos shelayucha reshavram im yirtzeh. Hashem does not send a person obstacles that they cannot overcome if the person really wants. There's a Pasuk in Shirashirim, a famous Pasuk, Yofo at Rayosi, you are beautiful, my beloved, Kisirtse, like you want. That's what defines the beauty of a Jew, how much they really, really want to come close to Hashem. And, and prepare to do whatever it takes, to give whatever it takes, to do whatever it takes to come close to Hashem. And one of the most important things is the intensity of the desire. So based on this, we conclude that everything that Moshe Rabbeinu said to the Satan was 100% accurate and correct. The fact that Moshe Rabbeinu first said to the Sultan, you want to know where the Torah is? It's in the, in the ocean. It's in the Tohoim, the depths of the earth. And Moshe Rabbeinu's final response, which was, was you want to know where the Torah is? It's by Hashem. All of it is true, meaning, 
just because a person down here on earth has a library of 6,000 sfarim and, 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 and a beautiful, a beautiful uh, uh, room where he studies and he's got a swivel chair and he's got air conditioning and he learns and he has, he has a, a computer and he has, he has everything, everything, does the Torah is by Hashem. It's not in your library. It's not in your living room. And if you want to get it, you better figure out how to connect to Hashem. And it's impossible to bring down the Torah, to draw the Torah properly down to this world into, and to be able to transmit it to every single person in every single generation unless the person really, really wants it, the Messiras Nefesh, and the person's prepared to, to, to kill themselves, to die for it, to, to experience insults and degradation for it. To the point where the person's willing to go into the sea, he's willing to go to the mikveh every day. It, not, not just sit in my library and learn, Go into the go into the water, go, and sometimes it's cold, and sometimes it's hot, and sometimes it's perfectly clean, and sometimes it's not perfectly clean. So what? For Hashem, I'm in there. Sometimes it's too hot. Sometimes it's too cold. Who cares? If if mikvah is one of the things, one of the prerequisites to being zeichet to understand the Torah properly, to connect Hashem properly, I'm in. And, and to go however far down I have to go. And when the person has that kind of the person will succeed in overcoming all of the obstacles that are in front of them. And these obstacles are like an ocean. Or like 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 going down into the bottom of the Grand Canyon, the and the person will succeed in overcoming everything peace, you know, successfully. Like the Mishnah says, that there is nothing that can stand in the way of a Jew's willpower. And in addition to Moshe telling the Satan what it's all about, he also pushed the Satan aside by telling him that he doesn't have to fight and complain and battle against those people who are receiving the Torah properly. I'm sorry, to block people from getting the Torah, don't worry. Just because there are thousands of yeshivas and shuls and millions of sfarim and millions of books, don't worry. That the, the Kali Yisrael has not succeeded yet. Not everybody is a true Talmud Chacham. Not everybody is acquiring, is getting the real benefits of the Torah yet. The Torah is still by Hashem. And it requires incredible effort to overcome major, major obstacles 
before a person is, is really to acquire the Torah. So just because there are thousands of people in Kailalim, if some of those guys show up at 9.30, 10 o'clock, <clears throat> and they're not willing to go to Kailal, unless their father-in-law gives them a, a, a Rolls Royce or a this or that, and they must have, you know, they want to have all the gashmis and they want to have all the luxuries in the world and, and, and become and think that, that they're going to be big tamidei chachamim, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't go, it doesn't work that way. And therefore, why do you Satan have to work so hard? Why do you have to complain so much and, and battle so much? You are doing a great job already. Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Satan, don't worry, you're doing a great job. You are providing every single person obstacles from all sides. Ubifrat, especially one of the most difficult obstacles is big people, gedole hador, gedolim, that, that's the term that's used, gedolim, that there are gedolim that, that, that say that Breslin is no good. There are gedolim that say that Hasidim are losers, that they're not, you know, there are gedolim that say that, you know, that you don't have to live in Eretz Yisrael, that, that you shouldn't go to Eretz Yisrael, you shouldn't live in Eretz Yisrael. And there are gedolim that say that you shouldn't waste time going to Kivrei Tzadikim, it's Bittel Torah, etc., etc., Whereby you, the Satan, cloak yourself in these gedolim to seduce and to block every single Jew from arriving at true, true, authentic Yiddishkeit. These obstacles are the most difficult. <clears throat> this is more difficult than not having money or not having this. <clears throat> when a person sees that there are big rabbis that speak against other big rabbis who are maybe bigger rabbis than them, who are more religious than them, who are closer to Hashem than them. <clears throat> and if there are some people who really care about themselves, who really are concerned with deep sincerity about their soul. <clears throat> and these people look at the truth and they see that just because a person is learning a lot doesn't mean he's really religious. Let's look at his davening. Let's look at his chesed. Let's look at his mitos. Let's look at the big picture. Just because the people, that, that doesn't mean that he is a, a really authentic authority on Yiddishkeit. And these people look at the emes, umishabrim hamaniyos, and they overcome these obstacles, through their deep, powerful desire and longing, they certainly deserve to receive the Torah, based on the obstacles that they overcome with their powerful desire. And that's why the Pasuk concludes over there in that discussion, 
Oz, I, I believe the Medrash concludes, Oz Ra'a Vayesapra Hechina Vegam Gomra. Upirish Rashi, Rashi Kodesh says over there, what is Vayesapra means he saw it, Vayesapra means he told it over. <clears throat> but Rashi says the word Vayesapra also means Sofar Oisiyoseho. He counted the letters of the Torah, every single letter, Kfulois, Upshutois, those letters that come in two forms, Bays and Vays, Chaf and Kaf, you know, Upshutois, and the letters that come only in singular form, Rishoina, the Emtsoes, Vachroinis, and they counted, they looked at the beginning of the alphabet and the middle of the alphabet and the end of the alphabet, meaning MS. We know that emes, truth, which has the first letter of the Aleph base, the Aleph, the middle letter of the Aleph base, and the last letter, that's the seal of Hashem. Because the most important thing is the truth, the real truth. A person who looks at the real truth and they're not willing to fool themselves. That person will definitely be to get to know and realize where the real truth is. Again, we're talking about the world. Is the real truth by the Christians or by the just because or by the Mormons, by these people who have 200 million and 300 million people? They're the majority. Is the real truth by them? Or is the real truth by the secular Jews? Those people who don't believe in Torah, who again have a majority, and they're in the Israeli government, they're, they're, they're worldly, they're recognized, some of them as world leaders, etc., etc. Or is it in the religious world? And in the religious world, is it by the Hasidim? Is it by the anti-Hasidim? Is it which Hasidim is it by? Is it by the ones who wear $1,200 Bekishes? Or is it the ones who only wear $800 Bekishes? Is it if the Bekish is more shiny or less shiny? Is it if he's wearing a, a Barcelona hat or a Cartcelona hat? Which, which one is it? Which one, which one is, the, is the real Talmud Chacham? Is that what defines it? And if a person is not willing to fool themselves and to allow themselves to be fooled, and the person will really, really have the proper desire, that person will get through all the obstacles and be to, to find the truth and to connect to the truth. A question in the chat. What does it mean when Rav Zal says that if a person has all of this rotsam, they'll be zoicha to receive the Torah immediately? <clears throat> he means that don't think because we're, defined, we're saying all of this absolute rotsam, that it's only if the 75 or 80 years of this, a person is going to get anywhere. A person who follows this path will make, a, and, and they really have that incredible desire and they verbalize it the way we said here, that person will see some results even immediately. They will make connection. They don't have to wait 80 years to connect, usually, usually in the vast majority of cases. They will see successes, even short, short-term successes.
we're speaking a little bit strongly here because it's necessary. There's no other choice. And Rav Nosenzal felt that he had this, feels that he has to spell out certain things clearly because if he won't, people simply won't know. They won't know. They won't have, they won't have any idea what it's all about and how a person is today is supposed to go about trying to really come close to Hashem, trying to be <clears throat> a real, true Oyved Hashem. And even though, and if a person looks on the surface, on the surface, sometimes it all looks pretty similar. All, but we know that the Torah, the Torah, when it speaks about Das, it says, Kamayim layam chasim, like the water that covers the ocean floor, that on the surface, the ocean looks level. It looks like it's all the same level. But if a person goes inside, or if a person really studies, they understand that that's not the case at all. Just because on the outside, they all look the same. They all have beards and they all have wear yarmulke. They all wear, they're not the same. They're not the same at all. People are very, very different. <clears throat> and, and, and we're in an oilam hasheker. And even in the Torah itself, because of the eight sadas, because of all of that, there's, to, there's total confusion. And it's, it's, not, it's not easy for a person to, to get to the emes of the Torah, as we explained before, to be zeichet, to know what the proper halacha is, number one, and number two, to be able to know what the proper path in life is. And especially in today's times, we see in the religious world how people are struggling so hard, especially in raising children, that even parents who are religious, who are observant to certain degrees, when it comes to being able to transfer that to the next generation, <clears throat> many of them are lost. They have no idea, and they don't know what they're doing wrong. They, they don't understand why. Why, if I go to shul, if I'm dying, why isn't my son dying? I, I had, I was in Meron on Erev Rosh and one of the things that I saw, I saw a man and his son come into the, the kever of Rabbi Shemari Choyzal there, right there. And there were a few hundred people there davening, saying Yom Kippur Katan, other tefillah, a big buzz of tefillah and action. And this father and son came in, the father, a tall, strapping, religious man with a, a big yarmulke. And, and the son also, the son had a smaller yarmulke a little bit. <clears throat> And they came in, and I saw the father take a sitter, and he's getting ready to say Yom Kippur Katan, I think. I think that was he was getting ready to say. And he turned to his son, and he said to him, you should say this too. And I was watching the way he said it, and I was watching the son's response. And then I was watching the son afterwards, that he opened the sitter, and his lips weren't moving at all for the next 15 minutes or so, nothing. Yom Kippur Katan or, or, or Mincha, zero, zero. And, and I know that this is the case in the world today, that there are many boys who have gone to yeshivas, but they, they have no idea what prayer is all about, what, why we pray, what prayer. Nobody, the, the people, because the people teaching there don't really know what it's all about. And, and they can't fake it. They, they, they can't, they, they, they struggle to fake it. And some of them are past that. They don't want to fake it. So they just stand there looking at the sitter and the father looks and the, and the father can't understand, like, why doesn't he get it? Like, why doesn't he just say, why does he just, and, and they have no idea that that's not how you, that's not, really, that's not how you teach religion, especially in today's generation.
paragraph Chafei, and based on what we've been learning here throughout this halacha, based on chapter 66 in Likut Imran, about bringing things from Koyach to Poyal, and the two Yodayim, all the different things we've been learning along the way, we'll understand the custom that many people follow on the night of Shavuos, whereby they recite Tikkun Leil Shavuos, which is something which was organized during the time of the Arizal, even or possibly before that, <clears throat> meaning whereby we recite the beginning and the end of each one of the parshiyos in the Torah, each one of the 52 parshiyos of the Torah. And then we go into Shas, the Gemara, and we recite the beginning and end of Mesech de Brachas and of Shabbos and of Erevin and so on and so forth. Because the beginning and end of each portion represents potential and actualization. Because when a person opens up a book and they open up to page one of the book, that's the concept of koyach, potential. Because that the 300 pages in that book are not yet connecting, the person's not yet connecting to it. It's in the state, it's in potential. I just opened the book. I'm about to start reading it. I'm about to begin. So right now, that whole book by me is in potential. I haven't actualized the word. When a person gets to the end of a book, that implies that that book has already gone from potential to being actualized by me. For example, when a person starts from the beginning of the Torah, the first pasuk in the Torah, in the beginning Hashem created heaven and earth. At that point, that person's in a place of potential, meaning that person is up to the beginning of creation. On the first day of creation, Hashem had not yet created the oceans and the mountains and the sea and the land and the, the vegetation. Everything was in potential at that point. As the Gemara says, and as Rashi points out over there in the beginning of Bereshis, the and then afterwards, Hashem brought everything from potential to actualization. Until Hashem completed the entire creation of the world. And after Hashem finished creating the world, then the world went on, started a whole being going from potential to actualization in each and every generation. May Adam Lashes from Adam Arishain to his son Shays, and from Shays to his son, Ad Shebo Noyach until Noah arrived on the scene, 
the 10th generation from Adam. He was the one, the first one to sort of establish the creation. As it says over there, when Noyach was born, this person is going to console us from all of our actions and from all of our sadness. He's going to set the world straight, etc. Based on this, we conclude when a Jew opens up the Chumash and they start from that first sentence in the beginning Hashem created and then they get to the end of Parshas Bereshis. They get to the end of that first section of the Torah where the, the last Pasuk is Noach found favor in the eyes of Hashem that's an example of, of phase one, of going from potential to actualization. Parshas Bereshis began with the world being in a state of potential, and Parshas Bereshis concludes with the world getting to a certain major level of actualization. Now we go on to the next Parsha, Parshas Noach. Which begins by saying that Noah was born, and these are the children of Noah. And Parshas Noah concludes with the birth of Avram Avinu, that there was a man called Terach, and he gave birth to Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu was the first one to broadcast recognition of Hashem to the world. And that's when the entire world, the entire creation was considered as, as, as having been actualized, having gone from potential to actualization. Where do we see this? It's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, This is the story of creation of heaven and earth when they were created, Behibaram. And the Bechinas Behibaram, Be Avraham. The Gemara says the word Behibaram is the letters Be Avraham. That it was only when Avraham Avinu came on the scene that the world was considered created. The world was complete, the creation was completed to a certain extent. And if this same pattern continues in each and every single parsha in the Torah, we're going from an, to another phase of from potential to actualization. And so too in each and every book of the Torah. All of the stories and the laws and the commandments that are presented in each and every book of the Torah, and in each and every book of the Gemara, of the Oral Torah, each and every one of these books, when you first open it up, when you open up the book to page one, at that point, that book is in a state of potential to you. And afterwards, when the person completes that book, 
זה בחינס שיוצא מפויח על הפועל. That book has gone from potential to actualization in my life. Going for example, Masechet Brochos. Let's take the example of the first Gemara in Shas, Masechet Brochos. Shemaschil, it begins with Me'emosai Koyones Hashma. When are we supposed to recite the Shema in the evening? That's how it begins. Now, when a person is at that point, when a person is up to that page, Vadaim Kol Dine Habrochos Eina Mevoarim. At that point, that person does not know just about any of the laws of brachas. They don't know anything at all about brachas. It's all still in a state of potential related to that person. But afterwards, when the person learns a page and 10 pages and 20 pages, and they get to page 64, they finish the entire Gemara. At that point, that person has taken that portion of the Torah and taken it from potential to actualization. Everything was already explained beautifully. They heard all the different types of brachas and everything. And all of the laws about blessings have all gone from a state of potential to actualization in this person's education. And this is true about each and every book of the Torah. And therefore, the Shavuos, on the night of Shavuos, that's the day of the year when the entire Jewish nation is receiving the Torah anew. And that's when we're really trying to take the whole creation and take it from potential to actualization. Because even though we mentioned Noah before and Avraham and the Gemara tells us that the entire world was still not complete and not really fixed in position until the sixth day of Sivan in the year 2448, when Hashem gave the Torah on Har Sinai, on the holiday of Shavuos. That's why we have this incredibly important custom to recite the beginning and end of each portion of the Torah, that's an example of taking the Torah from potential to actualization. The next paragraph is going to begin with Rav Nassau saying, because this is a known fact, and we said it before, that, that the real receiving the Torah is on Shavuos of every single year. That's when there's a whole brand new receiving of the Torah by the Jewish nation. Even, even though it was already given on Sinai 2,448 years ago, a person would say, we did this already. We did this a couple of thousand. What are we doing now? Rav Nelson is going to explain this now in the next paragraph. Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos, a good Geben Shchodesh. We should be zorched to all the Yeshuas and the Fuas that each and every one of us needs individually, our families, friends, all of Kvar Yisrael. It's a Shabbos.